0: Rise on time. <sighs> it's butt-whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That
1: broadcast school has really paid off. And Christian peck Dimmitt.
0: Do you want to keep this job?
1: Shut up, listen, learn.
0: The region's only local sports talk show, discussing it all from the preps to the pros.
1: What time is it? Yes, and
0: simulcasting on am 730 fox sports tri-state streaming online at nwksradio.net and the rocking m app
1: they are everywhere
0: the blitz is presented by the insurance agency the farmer state bank in oakley the cowboy corner express and equity bank of hoxie quinter and grinnell stop what you're doing and listen
1: Kaluma backs his way down into the lane. Spins back right. Off to Colbert. Stuff. Jerome Colbert with the catch and the flush. It's 42. Into the ball. corner. RJ Jones, three-pointer. Good. RJ Jones with a dagger shot. Back out to RJ. And now to Kaluma. Arthur for three. Yes. And an one. Twenty seconds to go.
0: El Marco plays it into KJ. Kevin rolling off the screen, gets raked across the neck, gets the hoop anyway, though. He's begging for a whistle as he got held up and fought through it and scored the Duke. Here's a lob. KJ, a big time slam. A 40 foot alley. Furphy steps into another three. Why not? Johnny Furphy in fuego here in Stillwater. Final seconds drip off the clock, and you can rock. Chalk it up. The Jayhawks win
1: a wire to wire domination here in Stillwater. Sounds of last night in college basketball. Hey, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It is the Morning Blitz. Glad you're with us here on 102.5 UROC and AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Hey, how about that heat outside, Christian? My goodness gracious. That was some impressive stuff yesterday. Sweltering, Sweltering heat. Sweltering.
0: Oh, my goodness. I, I was out there in a tank top and short shorts and – uh, in all honesty, it, it does feel a little unnatural to, you know, not hurt w- just walking outside, you know, not have a cold so bad that you feel physical pain. Uh, I was able to walk from my car. This all coming from the, the Michigan man, everybody, mind morning. you. This is coming
1: from the Michigan That's man. True.
0: That's true. <laughs> I, I'm used to it. That doesn't mean that I like it. Those are two different things. True. I was able to walk from my car to the radio station this morning, Uh, without gloves on and I didn't immediately uh, want to cut off said frozen hands so I think that's a big win it really does feel unnaturally warm Uh, the fact that it had to be so cold for so long to get us there is a little bit depressing but that's okay
1: Hey, you know what? what First and and foremost, I want to remind folks that it is going to be warmer today, a high of 37. But a reminder that starting tomorrow, it will dip back down again into the 20s. And there is some snow. All right, Debbie Downer. And there is some snow coming as well. So everyone just be aware of that as we push forward through this week. But uh, nonetheless, we're happy to see these warmer temperatures, happy to see the sunshine. And uh, there will be more of it coming in the future. In fact, probably starting Sunday into Monday of this upcoming next week. But nonetheless, we're glad you're with us here on a Wednesday, January the 17th. I'm Ross Volkmer. That's Christian peck Dimmitt. And we got a full show ahead for you here on a Wednesday. We will be visiting with our good friend Ryan Gilbert of GoPowerCat.com. What a a great time to have him on. I texted Ryan. I said, can you join the show tomorrow? And this was before even the game. I said, can you join the show? I had a gut feeling that something was going to happen. And Ryan goes, yeah, I'll be able to join the show. And he goes, I hope we're talking about a win. And I gave him the old thumbs-up deal where you click it and give him the thumbs-up. Well, that came true last night. The Kansas State Wildcats take down ninth-ranked Baylor. We'll get some thoughts on that in just a moment, and then Ryan will give us his thoughts as he's the man to follow when it comes to K-State basketball. He is K-State basketball's go-to guy. So we'll be visiting with him about Ryan Gilbert, not only about K-State, but about the Big 12 Conference. My goodness, what an absolute animal uh, that league is. Uh, as we knew it is and knew it was, but, man, it just it's even bigger uh, because of more teams this year, and it's just crazy to think about. So... Uh, we'll get with Ryan Gilbert coming up, uh, and we will uh, also, just when we get into some high school hoops, uh, tournament scores and bracket updates from uh, around the region, but yeah, let's let's start first and foremost with, and also, by the way, Kansas basketball picks up a win last night at Oklahoma State, a dominant performance, probably their best look, but I think it said more about maybe the opponent uh, than it did Kansas, to be honest with you, but We'll get to that in just a little matter of moments, but man, Kansas State last night—the win over Baylor in overtime, sixty-eight, sixty-four. I did you watch this game at all? Have time to watch it last night, Christian? I I was watching this game last night, and I I actually was sitting with about I think three minutes left to go in regulation. I was like, this game's going to overtime. Just watch, it's going to go to <laughs> overtime. And look, it did. It went to overtime. I I just You're, it was. We're gonna call
0: we're going to call you giving that thumbs up a prediction. Uh, so that's 2 of 2 on predictions last night. I, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was I'm trying
0: to spot you one. That thank counts, you. That thank goes.
1: you. I appreciate that. No, it was uh, it was just an entertaining game. The thing was is that Baylor had the lead really a majority of the game and they kind of did that thing where like top of the kind of gave them the stiff arm, kind of kept Kansas State at, at an arm's mm-hmm. length away. But the Wildcats just kept coming. They kept playing tough defense. Uh, they kept going and making some shots when they needed it the most. You know, they they would go some stretches without making buckets, but, boy, they get some big-time shots. And, and I'm telling you, going into Bramlage is so, so hard to do, especially when the team gives you something to cheer for. And last night there were a couple of just Ooh. unbelievable dunks. Uh, one of them was that uh, Tolbert dunk that just came down the lane and just two-handed power flushed that thing. Uh, down the cylinder. That was that was highly entertaining. That just got the crowd all juiced up and revved up and uh, and it really ex it escalated as you heard on the call with her with Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Wildcats, on the Kaluma three, which he's fouled. So they're down by what? Two? He buries the three and is fouled mm-hmm. on a dumb play by a freshman and from Baylor, fouling the three-point shooter and he goes to the line, makes the free throw. Then K-State goes from being down uh, down two to up two, just like that. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was a very entertaining game, a very entertaining game. And how about this stat for you? Jerome Tang, 3-0 and against his former boss, Scott Drew, has never lost as a head coach to Dr- against Dr- uh, Scott Drew. And on top of that, Jerome Tang, 10-0 and in overtime games at Kansas State. He's never lost in an extra period. 10-0. and
0: it really is great, and it feels like half of those have been this year. I think half of them might actually have been. Uh, yeah, as you know, I was a little busy last night, and I kind of was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta make time for this game because this is, I think, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I think it is gonna be." Why were you busy again, Christian? To be a great game. Uh, the front room of my apartment flooded. Thank you. Okay, uh, we want to make sure everybody knows. Pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. It was. Yeah, it could have been a whole lot worse. Uh, I don't think anything, at least anything of major value, uh, was, with quotation marks, ruined. Uh, So I think I'll be all right. Uh, But I did go into my little back room and uh, on that little office TV watch uh, some K-State Baylor, and I'm very glad that I did. Uh, I was struck by a couple of things. Um, one, the Tyler Perry coaster continues to kind of be it's not only a nice ride up and down and back up and back down again, game over game as the season goes on. But also within games, he'll make some nice run and some nice play. And then you'll just see a very stupid turnover or miss. Did Did you, you, did know, you see his
1: quote it. about three point shooting? Because they asked, him like, what do you say about your three point shooting tonight? You went one of eight and he goes. People don't care how many you miss; they just care about the ones you make. <laughs> <laughs> the one, not ones, one singular. That well, I made. think he, that's true. Last night it was one, but I think he was talking more in the thought that he's had some struggles here recently hitting the three. And he goes, "It doesn't no, matter how many I miss." Right. He goes, "It matters the it matters the ones I make, as in the big ones. The big people will cheer loud if you make the big ones." So. <laughs> By the way, exactly Tyler Perry right. the, Tyler Perry 3 of 14 from the field last night. Not a good night, but 11 of 12 from the foul line to tie Cam Carter with 18 points. Uh, and Cam Carter way more efficient exactly by the way, 7 of 14. Talking about. Yeah.
0: That's exactly what I mean, Ross. is the the roller coaster within games where you're like, "Man, he's having an awful game." And then you're like, "He's also manufacturing these trips to the line when you need him and he was actually pretty good defensively and uh Look, look nice uh, vision wise, which is obviously something that, you know, we've been watching as he kind of takes over that point guard role uh, to have the one missed free throw be maybe the biggest one all night, which uh, I think it was the front end yeah, of, front that, of, it, of, of two. those two shots that uh, <laughs> he could have given potentially the cat's the win. Instead, he sends it to OT. He made I mean, he made what he needed to make, right, to send yep. it there. Uh, but being 11 of 12 on the night, you're like, wow, what a great night from the foul line. And then you're like, oh, the one miss. Kind of came at a big time. Uh, but some great th- – the other thing I was struck by was there was this nice little run kind of in the middle of the first half. Uh, Baylor had, I think it was like an 8 or a 10-point lead. And it was almost one of those where you're like, all right, You've played all these great Big 12 teams and these Big 12 games. They're always tough on the road, but you're a ranked team. You're number nine. You come into Bramlage, and you're like, all right, I'm going to kind of hit him with this haymaker early, and it's time to pull away. We are the better team. We're going to do just that. And it didn't seem like a big run. I think it was 9-0 in, kind of in that middle section. I, I think it was in immediate time, you know, within immediate timeout, four or five minutes right in the middle of the first half, and it just got the Cats back into it. I think they finished it with a one-point lead, and it was almost a calming effect where you're like, no, no, we're still around, we're still in this game. And like you said, Baylor kind of had that stiff-arming effect in the second half. But uh, it's always the, you know, you look at it in retrospect, it's either Baylor did a good job of keeping them at arm's length, or the Cats did a good job of staying within arm's length. And obviously because they ended up winning, it is K State did a great job of staying right there and they made that run late with the I think it was Cam Carter and one. And then obviously that missed and then made free throw. And boy, you're absolutely right. What a what a maybe stupid decision, inexperienced decision to foul Kaluma late there. Uh, as if the crowd needed. Anything it wasn't a more decision.
1: It's going. not like he went out there like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go foul no, this I guy. Know, I mean, he but closed it's... out and he got too close, and you know, I mean, just let him, let him shoot it. Put a hand in his face, let him shoot it. I get it. It was, and it was one of those where like, oh gosh, darn, I forgot he's out there. I gotta get out there. No oh, fouled yeah. him, and he buried it. And here's another big takeaway from last That's, night. It's a
0: freshman play. It's a freshman yeah. play.
1: Another big play from another big takeaway from last night. Guys who haven't contributed a lot this season, I don't think, played big roles. Jerrell Colbert played 17 minutes. I don't know if that was a season. I will have to ask Ryan Gilbert that. I think it might have been for him, the big man. He played six, he got six points. Jerrell Colbert played big uh, in some moments um, in Will McNair's absence for some time. Uh, Dorian Finister had some big dunks coming off the bench. He probably had the most complete bench performance. Five points, uh, five rebounds, three assists. And then R.J. Jones, the story of the night, maybe when in overtime when Kansas State needed a bucket. Cam Carter had fouled out. They needed a bucket from somebody to hit a three because I think they were down by four or something like that in overtime. R.J. Jones, who was on the scout team (laughs) this year or this week leading into this game, he was on the scout team and had been for most of the season and started hitting some threes in practice. Coach Tank says, get in there, young buck. He goes there and splashes in a three when they need it the most. And then I think that helps propel them to this win last night, 68-64 for ninth-ranked Baylor. So. Yeah, it was, it was a nutty game. Saw a lot of great different things. Saw a lot of different things that were great, and we'll definitely have Ryan Gilbert to uh, give his his thoughts because he was there in person. He's got all the coverage from Go Power Cat, so we'll we'll visit with Ryan Gilbert about that coming up here in the bottom of the show. Any final thoughts on this game?
0: No, just uh, a. You're absolutely right. Um, especially in the first half, uh, we saw the bench go a little bit deeper than maybe most cat fans are used to. And hey. If you're out there and you're a K-State fan, and oh man, it was a number nine team. If you're gonna miss watching a game, you're gonna miss that one. Uh, whatever.
1: You didn't it's watch that 10. one?
0: No, no, you. No, but I'm saying you're you're, you're kind of going and thing, oh, that might be a loss, and you you missed that game. You didn't you didn't get a chance to watch last night. Go watch the highlights. Absolutely worth it. Very exciting game, especially down the stretch. If you're a K-State fan, that was a fun one uh yeah super super big win and i think there was a texter a couple of days ago into the show that asked something along the lines of why aren't the cats ranked yet who knows maybe that's not too far that was
1: someone asking why nebraska's not ranked yet (laughs) (laughs) which by the way which by the way nebraska beat kansas state at bramlage thank you what a great win that was this year uh another big thing from last night Baylor took 76 shots, shot 33 percent. K-State took 54. I mean, they took 22 less shots and still won the game, but Kansas State converted on pretty much 8 to 10 percent more. 7 to 23 from 3 for Kansas State, 5 to 28 from Baylor, and the foul line, that was the difference in my opinion. Baylor goes 9 of 19, Kansas State 17 to 22.
0: I don't know how we got this far and in- almost wrapped up talking about this game without talking about the K-State's defense. It was great. Oh yeah, they played great defense. First half. Oh my goodness. You, you know I love a team that plays hard defensively. They're locked in. They're very intense. They're very physical. Granted, Baylor came into this game not being one of the better three-point shooting teams as of late. I think they had struggled from outside coming in with their stroke. 18% From outside, that's what K-State held the Baylor Bears to last night. That was huge. And it's things like that that even though if you're a Cat fan, you lost the turnover battle. You committed, I think it was, six more turnovers than the Bears did. You also got out-rebounded 47-7, to which is a fair difference there. And you're still into this. Absolutely, the free throws were huge. That should not be understated. But the way you played defense, holding them to 33% from the field, 18% from three, and you held their starters to 2 of 21 from behind the long line. That's huge.
1: Yep, very, very big. So once again, Kansas State, a huge win uh, at home against Baylor, 68-64. You look at the Wildcats, they are now 13-4 and overall, 3-1 and in the conference. They are tied for second. In the conference standings, only behind Texas Tech, who's three and zero. They've got a very winnable game at home coming up on Saturday versus Oklahoma State, and then they've got a stretch of four ranked teams in five games. Iowa at Iowa State, tough place to play. At Houston, tough place to play. Oklahoma, a difficult game at home. Uh, then they got at Oki State, and then home versus Kansas on February fifth, which we all know everyone has that game circled on their calendar in these parts. So. That will – it's a tough stretch coming ahead, but honestly, as I was looking at the schedule, I thought, boy, what a tough stretch. But it's like every game in the Big 12 Conference is a bear. It, it doesn't matter who's – unless your name is Okie State or West Virginia, it's, it's probably going to be a bear. That's the way I look at it. Speaking of being a 3-1 in conference play, that's what Kansas is. They picked up a win last night down in Stillwater, a dominant win, 90-66. to 66. Like I said in the beginning, I think this game was more about Oklahoma State than less it was about Kansas. Kansas played to their potential. Once again, they got limited production off the bench. But all five guys were in double figures, led by 21 points from Hunter Dickinson, 18 from Kevin McCuller, 16 from K.J. Adams, who was once again impressive, going 8 of 10 from the field because he's dunking everything he sees. But really the story of the night was Johnny Furphy. 3 of 4, as you heard Brian, uh, Brian Haney Voice of the Jayhawks go. He's in fuego. He was hot from three. Was uh, was Furphy he had a dunk in there as well. He went five of six from the field. People were calling it the best performance of Johnny Furphy's young career at Kansas. There's a lot of people who think he's going to be a really good player. Haven't seen it really on a consistent basis, but last night was one of those great games. 15 points, seven rebounds for the six foot nine Aussie. He got it done. Uh, just to, and, and to see Dewan Harris get in double figures with points is so big because they just don't have much other scoring coming off the bench at this point in time in the season. So Kansas did what they had to do. They shot 62 percent from the field, which is outrageous. 34, almost 40 percent from three, and 74 or 72 percent from the foul line. They were they were doing everything right for the most part. But honestly, it had more to me to say about Oklahoma State, and that was head coach Mike Boynton. I think personally got the job at Oklahoma State because he had a connection to your boy, Cade Cunningham. I think that's the reason why he got the Okie State job. Since then, he hasn't gotten much when it comes to recruiting, and boy, it showed last night. Okie State eight and nine; they're winless in conference. I mean, I saw I saw a good friend of ours, uh, a good friend of mine, on the Twitter tweet out. He says, "I hope Mike Boyton's pos- polishing up his resume at halftime because he's going to need it." And boy, that was there. There could be no truer statement. Mike Boynton, Oklahoma State is a very proud basketball program. I remember growing up in junior high and high school, watching guys like uh, Lucas, John, John Lucas, um, and some other really good players that played at Oklahoma State. And that was a it was a it was a raucous atmosphere um, there at Gallagher Iba, and they they were very tough to beat down there at Okie State. They're a shell themselves. They haven't been the same in a long time, um, a long, long time, except for maybe that one year that Kate Cunningham was there, and that's about it. So it's uh, I think changes are needed to Oklahoma State. Kansas, don't be wrong. They played great. They were awesome. But that was more about how I think bad Okie State is. Okie State and West Virginia are going to be duking it out for the 14 seed in that tournament uh, coming up here uh, at the, in, in March and uh, for the Big 12 tournament. It's, I don't know if it's still even presented by Phillips 66, but it should be because that's Big 12 if you ask me. <laughs>
0: And that's who Kansas has uh, next on their schedule is West Virginia. I w. think it shouldn't be understated. Uh, Johnny Furphy's uh, introduction into the starting lineup. Obviously, this is his second game. Bill Self made that change just prior to that top 10 tilt. Oklahoma, he had a pretty solid game. I thought the numbers don't jump out at you. Seven points, three boards in that one. He only played 19 minutes. and I think that might be. A lot of the ways until he proves that he can consistently have games like this where he goes 5-6 and 15-7 boards, 2 assists, really solid game for him. And it shouldn't be understated, not only that you get games like this and then a back-to-back here of OK State, and then you've got West Virginia, two probably teams, like Ross said, that will be the worst in this conference. So a nice little introduction. Obviously, your first game was against Oklahoma, uh, if you're Johnny Furphy in the starting lineup. But I think it's big that he now gets two back-to-back games where he can kind of feel his way through this new role. And we, we all know just how hard uh, this conference can be, and I think it's nice to have a little bit of a warm-up, uh, so to speak, for him, no disrespect to the Cowboys.
1: Uh, Looking ahead for Kansas, who once again, like Kansas State, 3-1 in conference play, but 15-2 overall. So they sit atop or just behind Texas Tech in the overall standings for the Big 12. They've got, like Trishan mentioned, at West Virginia next. And then home versus Cincinnati, which that'll be a wake-up call for Cincy playing there at at the Fog. That'll be a wake-up call. I know they had a big upset last night of TCU there in Cincy, but it'll be a wake-up call when they have to go to the Fog. And then they've got at Iowa State versus Oklahoma State, and then a huge matchup on February 3rd against Houston, uh, which will be a huge game. Boy, look at that. Houston, Kansas State, Baylor. Look at that stretch. Oh, then Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, BYU, Baylor. Oh, man, once they get past the Oklahoma State game at home on the end of January, the schedule turns just crazy nuts for Kansas. But once again, it's the Big 12. What do you expect? So... Anyway, that was last night. And like I said, I mentioned the craziness of the Big 12 last night. Cincinnati upset TCU 81-77 in overtime. Did you see the end of that game by chance? See the highlights of that? How many missed Actually, free throws there were? <laughs> oh. Like Cincinnati had chances to make free throws with like point with like one point some seconds left. TCU had a chances with like seven point some seconds left. Couldn't make free throws at the end of regulation. They ended up going to overtime. Uh, and then BYU with a big win last night. BYU's really good program, folks. 14-3. and three. Uh, 87-72 win over Iowa State. That was in Provo, though. So there you go, your snapshot at college basketball last night. Oh, also, can't forget Colorado State. Boy, that was close. They end up beating Air Force in overtime, 78-69. Air Force was 7-8 going into that game, folks. Colorado State is in a bad spot. I don't know what happened. They started out so hot, 13-0. They have really hit a bad spot here because Air Force just about took them down in Fort Collins last night, 78-69. So look out for that. Look out. Ugh. All
0: right. At the, on the other side, good job to squeak out a win and avoid three straight losses because that, yeah. it is. it did look bad, and it was, but it could have been a whole lot worse.
1: Oh, certainly could have. Okay, before we get to break, I want to highlight some high school hoops real quickly here last night. Tournament basketball going getting underway. The Mid-Condon League tournament in full swing. The Northwest Kansas League basketball tournament in full swing as well. In the MCL, you had Oakley girls losing to second seed Smith Center, 52-24. That was in Phillipsburg. Oakley will be in the consolation semifinals Thursday against Ellis. That happens in Phillipsburg. So it's in p against Ellis on Thursday. Uh, Hoxie girls rolled Hayes TMP in Hill City, 64-47. Lady Indians will face the five-seed Peaberg on Friday in Plainville. So, look, I, I think Hoxie girls are going to roll and win that whole tournament, I think. I don't think anyone's going to stand in their way. Uh, the Northwest Kansas League Basketball Tournament in Sharon Springs. First round results on the girls. You had Quinter over St. Francis, 64 The only upset of the day were a lower seed beat a higher seed. It was Decatur Community Girls defeating Ness City, 36-27. Other than that, Wallace County stomped to Dighton, 56-18. Rollins County beat Greeley County, 49-35. So like I said, Quinter, Wallace County, Rollins County are probably the three teams to watch for the girls' bracket to win the Northwest Kansas League Tournament. On the boys' side, Dighton with an easy win over St. Francis, 76-28. 57-51, Rollins County beats Decatur Community. Quinter, quick work of Ness City, 70-37. And Wallace County beat Greeley County, 73-32. Um, so look out for Dighton. Uh Quinter's really good. Wallace County's good, too. Uh, those three teams as well. The 1, 2, and 3 seeds are pretty darn solid in the boys' bracket as well. And that's uh, semifinal rounds, whether it's consolation or championship semifinals. That'll begin on Friday at the Northwest Kansas League Tournament in the Sharon. And then other area games you had last night Weskin Boys beating Wheatland Grinnell 69 40. Shyland Girls lost 62 33 at Southwest Nebraska. Shyland Boys lost as well to Southwest Nebraska 53 48 in overtime. And then Triplanes Brewster Girls won 42 34 over uh, Heartland Christian last night. So there you go. A few of the area scores from around the region. And uh, tournament play will resume pretty much on Thursday when the orange and black gets going, which. We will talk more in depth on that tomorrow. We'll get our thoughts on Colby, Goodland, and then the the field of teams uh, that are there, which there are some really good teams uh, in this tournament this year for the 39th annual Orange and Black Classic. So we will get to more of those thoughts tomorrow. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, Ryan Gilbert's going to pop on the show. We'll get his thoughts on Kansas State's win last night over ninth ranked Baylor and much more thoughts on the Big 12 conference as a whole from Ryan Gilbert. That's next here on The Morning Blitz.